Hi, and welcome to the Home Health Occupational Therapy Explorer podcast. This is Monica, and today's special episode is truly that special, uh, mostly because we will be talking to my mom and hearing about her experiences as a patient and learning from the opposite side of the table what it can be like to be in the healthcare system. So I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to introduce you to my very special mother. And thank you so much for listening. This is a place for progress, not perfection in home health and for OT. So let's begin. Hi, this is Monica with the Home Health Occupational Therapy Explorer podcast. And I am here with a very special guest tonight to talk about and just shed some light on the patient experience. And so, so often in healthcare, we're pretty focused on what we're doing. Um, and it can be, I think, sometimes easy to forget what it really feels like to be on the other side of what's really been happening for the people that we're serving. And so my special guest today is actually my mom. And she has had the opportunity to experience quite a bit in the healthcare system. And uh, I just, she was open to sharing and I thought this could also be valuable. So together we're just sharing um, lessons that have been learned through some humbling experiences recently in the healthcare system and the pros and the cons of that and and to see what we as home health occupational therapists can glean and learn from this to help provide a really high quality experience for people. So mom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's so good to be here. It's an honor. It's an honor for me too. It's so yeah. Would you like to share how your journey, kind of what brought you into the healthcare system recently, so people have a little bit of a background? Okay. I am um, um, a survivor of cancer from 2003, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. It recently um, came back, and uh, it came back as a stage four cancer, and it was a... It was from my previous cancer, but this time it settled in my uterus, and they call it endometrial cancer. And um, so the first time around I had cancer in 2003, I did very drastic chemo and double mastectomy. And uh, this time around I thought I would try to do some chemo that would be less... Uh, evasive and so I ended up doing chemo for three months and then I went on to radiation for five weeks and um, then I ended up with having a hysterectomy Mm -hmm. and um, so as far as I know they've gotten it all out yeah you're a miracle and my I do have a doctor that's saying that I shouldn't be here, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's been quite a journey, mm-hmm. and um, it's been great having um, an OT and a daughter to help me through this and understand all of 
this. So um, I'm really grateful for the journey. Mm-hmm. It's been tough, but I've grown through it and so far, and I, I, I don't want to give up. Yeah. And just keep on moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where it brings us today. Mm-hmm. And um, I came out of the surgery okay. I do have colitis and diverticulitis mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. I have been having six weeks of diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And that's been the most difficult part of all of it. Super humbling. Yeah. Yeah, and you handle it like a champ. And I appreciate your authenticity in sharing what you've been going through. And I'm curious, you know, for the people that are helping to serve you along this journey and to support you and help you along, when you come in contact with people in our healthcare system, I'm curious about some of the experiences that have been the most helpful to you. So the ones that you can recall where you're like, wow, those were really some experiences that like genuinely helped me along either because they gave you hope they give you super high quality information. They helped guard your quality of life. Can you? Mm-hmm. I think uh, a couple of things come to mind. One is um, when you read up on your patient's mm. previous care and you go in and you're talking to that person so that you have some idea, you know, what's going on. Uh, that was really helpful and it made me feel like. Um, the doctor really cared because he took the time to read about what I'd been through and I didn't have to sit there and tell him the whole story. Um, another thing that was really helpful um, is when my doctors are really honest with me mm-hmm. and also um, I'd like to have a sense of humor. <laughs> so, you know, being able to have a sense of humor and uh, to look at things, um, uh, to just, you know, it, it helps to laugh and smile. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But I, I really appreciate when people are really honest with me and tell me how it is, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the people that you, you initially mentioned people who knew what was going on with you. And I'm curious from your experience how many of the people that you talked to in the last especially six months how many would you say you talked to and how many would you say you feel like knew what knew the story and like they had read up on you like would you say it was 10 out of 15 people had read up would you say it was two out of 20 it it was more like two out of um eight Mm -hmm. that really read up and mm-hmm. came in and knew where what was going on and because um, mm-hmm. you know I did have one and she kept asking me well do you have this do you have C. Dev? do you, you know do you, you know <laughs> and, and the, the reports were right in front of her on her computer mm-hmm. and it it made me just think why don't you know mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. and I realize you guys are so busy mm-hmm. you're overwhelmed mm-hmm. but it really is nice to know if you can um, previously kind of get an idea and you are walking into that patient and saying I can I can see where you've been through cancer previously and chemo yeah. and radiation or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're walking into and and they you know, it just makes, it made me feel like, um, 
this person really care because they were, they read up on me yeah. and they know. Yeah. Yeah, they're not just kind of blasting in front of you. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I do know that you have not received home health um, in the midst of this process. So I think that's fair to say to the person listening. And I still think all of this is relevant and important to hear. And you did have someone come to the house for a consult. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious with that appointment, um, what was memorable to you about that? What was helpful in regards to that appointment? Um, or maybe what could have been more helpful for that appointment? And I'll let you, you know, if you want to share with Well, the-, the person came across very, very uh, professional. Okay. What makes you say that? Sin- sincere. She, um, I don't know, it was just like kind of like her aura, her, just the whole feeling like uh, she was very sincere about what she talked about and she um, was compassionate. And then um, the third thing was that she was just very um, medically experienced. Mm-hmm. So she kind of just had it all and 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 said it all and 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 you know and you just feel good about being with somebody that that comes across confident and professional mm-hmm. and you know you can I could tell that you know she had had experience and mm-hmm. um and I wonder what it was specifically that you noticed about her that that she did that make you made you feel cared for that made you feel like she was being compassionate like was it eye contact was it something about something specific that was in her like tone of voice was it the resources she gave you like I'm wondering what it was that sent you the signal mm-hmm. that you were cared for that that this person was expressing compassion to you so I do remember like she sat where you wanted to sit because we sat outside and Mm -hmm. talked to her versus coming in the house well it's interesting because you knew exactly who I was talking about and I didn't even say who it was but um, (laughs) so so we both knew who it was Um, I know I'm trying to put my uh, finger on it but it it was just like wow I mean she was compassionate caring concerned um, professional and but she, and then she says what are you, what are your questions she yeah. wanted to know what, yeah, what questions and, and it was like you know i want and she answered all of them yeah and so it was just like wow if somebody had to take care of me i would want to be to be a person like this mm-hmm. so it was kind of a combination she just had it all and I got the feeling she she had a lot of experience mm-hmm. and she had a lot of compassion and uh, and it wasn't just a job to her you mm. know how did you know that though it was just kind of the way she talked and the way uh, she came across and she didn't hurry because I know that in medical field there's so many people that are so busy that sometimes you just feel like you're rushed through and you're a number but um, she really, you know, cared. I just got this feeling that she really cared about me and she wanted me to know that and it did come across in a good, positive way. Yeah, and that is awesome that that came across and it is kind of a mystery or difficult to convey um, objectively, you know, the mm-hmm. things that she was doing. And I was here for that appointment. 
So I know, I guess, kind of coming, kind of reflecting on it as a home health person, the fact, I feel like she really let you take the lead and was really flexible because it was, we ended up all, my sister was here and we all three sat out on the front porch Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. instead of coming inside. Mm -hmm. And she let us, yeah, fire away with questions. Um... And granted, she didn't need to use technology, so mm-hmm. that it was also a very, it wasn't a skilled therapy appointment. So that's where it's different, but I feel like there's some things to still possibly learn. And I guess for people who you did work with who did have to have technology with them, because that's very common, that especially in home health, we, we have to pull out our technology, we have to record your vitals, we have to kind of begin our notes while we're with you. Are there things that helped when people needed to use technology and interact with you that made you still feel cared for but not like rolling your eyes because you're like oh my gosh you're just looking at your computer well I'm a visual person so anytime they pull up any sort of a visual for me a photo uh, of, of a scan that I had or um, any kind of a test result or or um one doctor didn't have it, so she started drawing. This oh, is, so you know, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I think a lot of people are visual people. Mm-hmm. So, and she, and they were they both had um, their technical equipment with them, and it was like, wow, this is the first one that pulled up a picture of yeah. all these scans I've yeah. been getting, and it was just nice to see my um, my tumors and you know my my uh uterus yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like their own yeah yeah so visuals were really helpful to me because i'm a visual person mm-hmm. because when they tell you you know use all this medical technology and they're on the computers i know they have to do it like that mm-hmm. i get it but um eye contact yeah yeah can balance out some of that technology yeah and it's inspiring to even like bring in a white notepad you know and to just kind of to downplay perhaps having things that have a bunch of logos on it and up playing just yeah drawing things out for people and just using a blank piece of white paper to help people understand things yeah and I think probably notepads a notepad and um, I don't know how to put this in words. Um, facial expression. Mm. They say that um, body language. Yeah, nonverbals. Yeah, nonverbals. So some of my doctors are so compassionate. They they look at me like, mm. oh my God, you poor thing. And I'm wondering what they're thinking. Like, well, what is she thinking? Is she thinking that I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be dead in a couple weeks? Mm. And but you know, but then there's doctors that'll come in and. They know the story, but um, they have a piece about themselves, and they just um, they they don't have that like oh I'm so I feel so sorry for you look mm-hmm. in their face right like empathy versus pity yes yeah. yes yeah. and hope mm-hmm. you know maybe it was you know like the last doctor it was just like you know there's always hope mm-hmm. did they say that no. Oh. But, you, you know, sense that. yeah, I sensed it. Mm-hmm. 
So if you could, because I think some people are dramatic and so they, you know, they can get wrapped up in that, oh my God, this woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good reminder because I think there can be just so much happening in healthcare that we, we do get wrapped up in, you know, whatever it might be, but just staying present and trying to offer as much hope as we can that, that feels authentic. Yeah, you know? and we never get enough um, positives or compliments. Mm. So if Aww. you can tell your patients, you know, you're really doing good. You've been mm. through a lot, mm. and you know, um, you're you're really doing good. Yeah. You, you know, so hopefully you'll just keep on getting better. And everybody likes to hear that. You yeah, know, that they're doing a good job. And they're trying, and I know this is hard, yeah. but you know, but you're really you're you're really hanging in there, good. Yes, and I do think for the OT listening to that part of the occupational profile is what's working. What what are you, what are you doing that feels like it's working? What's been going well? Mm-hmm. And I do think that's still even new for me to get used to. And and what a great opportunity for people to just like pause and think like that instead of, you know, kind of like even with the daily journal you're keeping of what if we help their patients like my mom's keeping a daily journal of some things right now and even just over dinner it was like hey you know what do you think about adding not just a uh you know a column for the date and the time of day and maybe the symptom or the medication but also gratitudes so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. that developing a mindset of being objective and watching for symptoms but also what's what is working well and just that like buoyant hopeful space mm-hmm. to be held to mm-hmm. So now that we're talking about some hopeful, um, positive things, I'm kind of curious, just because they can be really potent learning experiences, uh, perhaps to hear about some experiences that you had that maybe you wish you didn't have, um, because they either were just negative or just like left you really feeling confused or that it may be helpful to hear about. Um, having because perhaps we as the other healthcare professionals can learn and not do something like that and I know that it's not you never had home health but it does seem like there there were some things that happened amidst the last couple months of more intense medical experiences that left you feeling anger or um, frustration that perhaps you really didn't need to feel if someone would have just interacted with you in a more compassionate or professional way because I think there was a time at an office with like appointments even where like the the way that things were being communicated to you and perhaps it was like attitude that oh yeah definitely there's a lot of attitude that comes from the receptionist, the front office staff. Um, Which I know for home health, you know, like we we don't deal with the receptionist staff, but it sounds like it's still like an attitude of interaction. Yeah, just so... Um, it, and, and it was that um, sincerity. Hmm. If you guys can, you know, can keep your sincerity, even though you're very busy and you're trying to get all your notes in and everything but uh, when I I know when someone is sincere or when is someone is just like you know that's $200 or 
sign your name in here and you know you just you feel treat them like a person rather than in a number mm-hmm. in a nutshell because you know that's how you feel you either feel like you're being treated like a person mm-hmm. and don't lose that because in today's society with our technology a lot I believe a lot of professionalism is being lost of the um the personable part of it yeah so i don't know if i answered your your question monica um but if i was frustrated it was because i was being treated like a number Mm. and not a person Mm. yeah and there's not a lot of gray there i mean i feel like it tends to be very very clearly you sense the compassion or you sense not and yeah the call to the healthcare professional to know when we're getting to that point and that it's i really don't think it it is a, a conscious decision to ever treat someone like a number but that the like chronic stress can put us in situations where like that's what's coming out from us where it is kind of like this clocked out it becomes more mechanical than it does sincere and really present and that if we were to just take five minutes even you know whether it's to just like go for a walk before going in the house or you know to the patient's home or to maybe take five minutes to just really build rapport to just like talk to them like a human like Mm -hmm. I always love starting with where are you from yes so I was just going to say something personable mm-hmm. to them about her. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have blue eyes, well, you really have pretty blue eyes mm-hmm. or nice blue eyes mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, or just a, a little compliment or you have a great smile mm-hmm. and, you know, you're going through a lot and you have a great smile. Yeah. It's so good to see that, yeah. and, you know, and just little little things like that or, well, you got up out of that chair really fast, mm-hmm. you know, even though it may be not have been you know very fast but right right but like human touch rather yeah. than like a healthcare touch yeah just yeah yeah well that's good was there anything else that you think might be helpful to just yeah i mean you ot's are awesome mm, thanks you are just awesome <laughs> and i mean there's just going to be an explosion and need for you all with the boomers coming of age and retirement and um, I just hope that you all you know can love and live your job and laugh and um, be of service and enjoy it and help people because uh, when you come across as being sincere and real personable you know, like Monica, and I know a lot of Monica's OT friends are too. All of the OTs I've ever met have all been awesome people. So, yeah. Um, anyway, keep up the good work. I just want to say, and yeah, and just keep up, keep up the hope out there, and let your light shine, and we'll be the best we can be, just to make the world a better place. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, it's an honor to get a talk with you, and thank you for sharing your story with us today. We're keeping you in our prayers. Okay. For sure. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you've got a story that you want to share that this inspires you, or if you like to share, you know, what helps you as an OT stay in touch with the humanity of the people that we're working with. 
um, please do write in and share that. You can reach me at monika at homehealthotexplorer.com or if you'd like to um, know what's what's coming down the pipes with this project and this purpose and this passion, uh, sign up for the newsletter at www.homehealthotexplorer.com um, where you can also get some show notes. So thank you so much for listening. Drive safe, count your blessings, and keep exploring. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode could be helpful to somebody that you know, please do share. And if you've got insights that you would like to share, uh, even consider anonymously, you can put that in the email and share them with me. And I'd be happy to put them on the show with, and share with other listeners. Um, and just let me know you'd prefer to be kept anonymous. So you can reach me at monika at homehealthotexplore.com. You can stay up to date for future happenings at www.homehealthotexplore.com. And as a side kind of random story, my mom did decide that um, now that she she's actually been, you know, she's free of active cancer, thank God, right now, and she is painting. She's been really called to paint sunsets, like beautiful, radiant sunsets. And she is meandering through and learning about Instagram and the world of technology. And she goes by painting mother on Instagram. So if you want to check her out and see some of these beautiful paintings, check out painting mother on Instagram. And thank you again so much for listening. Drive safe. Count your blessings and keep exploring.